Hey, everybody. Welcome to Recipes for Business. This is Brandon Turner with ProcedureSheets.com. I am pleased to have Cassie and Raphael Justice here. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hello. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Really excited to be able to hear your story and learn about your business and learn about what you guys do and a day in the life for you guys. So really excited about this. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. If you're not able to see this live interview, the replay will be available in the Recipes for Business Facebook group. And we will also be sharing this all over their social media and mine as well. So <laughs> we're excited to see that. Hey, Dan. All right. So um, first thing, guys, if you can just tell us, um, first of all, how you guys doing? Yeah, good. we're good. Good, good. 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 Happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Thanks for having us. So tell us a bit about you, both of you individually, both of you as a couple, all that fun stuff. Okay, so we uh, we met uh, in high school, uh, finished up high school, got got together, went through college together, uh, grew, grew up together as you know matured as adults through college, uh, and then I moved away to Oklahoma here at the end of college, and uh, Cassie stayed. For a little while. Yeah, short short time. Um, I, I got a job here uh, working as a uh, in a lab, essentially, a medical lab. Sure. Uh, my parents live down here, so that's that's another reason I came out here. But I uh, stayed here for a little bit. Uh, I think it was about a year or so we were apart. There was two, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I, I convinced Cassie to come, come up here and move, move in with me, and finally, you know, after six months, she decided to come on over. So what did, yeah. what did you do for Um Yeah, so my background is in nursing, so I worked as a nurse through college, and then I moved up here, um, moved up here in April, and then got a job doing home health and then ended up going back to school, got a degree in healthcare management and worked through that for a little while. Now we're here. We just got married about a month ago. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going on a new career path now, so I'm looking to go full-time into real estate. I'm still doing part-time nursing, but doing more real estate. I just got my or I'm about to get my license as a realtor, so it's a whole different adventure now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your business. Is it, is it in real estate? It yes. is. Okay. Yeah, okay. so our business is in real estate. Um, it initially started out kind of by accident. So when I was, I guess I was about 21, I bought a house with a co-signer. And so through that, um, as bigger pockets has pointed, I house hacked through college. So I had different roommates, rented out rooms in the house. Um, yeah, he was one for some of that time. <laughs> yes. So that definitely helped. And then when I moved away, I had a roommate that I really liked. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll keep the house, rent it out for her, and figure out what to do after that. So that's how I stepped into being a state landlord. Wow. So that was interesting. <laughs> how old were you when that started? Um, that was three years ago, so 25, or 24 at the time. Yeah, 24. Nice. And um, I found her a roommate off of Craigslist. <laughs> she didn't have anyone to live with, so I was like, oh, we'll, we'll just send that on Craigslist and find her a roommate. So. Yeah, this guy was like, <laughs> huge, like, hulking. 
beast of yeah. a man. And his bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, it's a little intimidating. Yeah. 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 But it worked out. It worked out really well. And so I did that for a year with her, and then roommate I found for her moved here, and then started getting intentional about real estate about a year ago. We read Rich Dad Poor Dad. And yeah, that's what we started. Yeah. So we've been saving up money, didn't have a purpose, and then decided, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we decided, you know, real estate's a pretty good path. So that's how we got into it, and now we are doing rental properties, and then we're managing rental properties and stuff. Yeah. So real estate is not something that, you know, being in real estate is not something that we normally associate with young people, right. being involved in, you know, renting out places. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe getting a first-time home, yes, right. but actually being the landlord, being the owners, what is that, for, for people that where that doesn't fit together, yeah. what does that feel like? What do you tell people, in life, or when you tell people, like, now we're, we own, we're the owners, we own real estate, what's that like? Yeah, so it's different, um, especially, yeah, a lot of people, we're kind of bringing them home. Like you said, I mean, a lot of people don't associate younger people with the thought of owning real estate, much less owning multiple pieces of real estate and being a landlord. So it's just kind of changing that mindset of, you know, it is possible. It is something that you can do. And especially for people that are renting stuff out, we're trying to be really intentional and not saying, oh, yeah, I own this. It's more of, you know, I manage the property. Yeah stuff like that, so to kind of create that barrier between, well, you're the rich landlord. Yes. As opposed to, no, I'm a property manager, this is the lease that we have in place, yes. stuff like that. So that's, that's been different, but it's been really good. That's good. That's good. So yeah. what types of, um, how do you, how do you acquire the knowledge to do something like this? At a young age, I mean, where does where does that come from? I mean, that's knowledge that's just not normally accessible to people. So where do you, how do you, where do you go, and how do you know to go there? So like yeah. like Cassie said, we read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and he kind of in the book he talks a little bit about real estate and how um, purchasing assets to pay for things that you want is very important. You know, instead of going out and purchasing these things on your own, just purchase an asset so it pays for your, you know, your car or your. Xbox or whatever, whatever you want to buy. Right? Sure, sure. So, uh, so we started with Rich Dad Poor Dad, and um, that led us down the real estate path. We, we researched a little more, looked in, looked into maybe communities online. Um, we found Bigger Pockets, okay. um, and then through Bigger Pockets, we, you know, we digested all all the podcasts. Uh, even joined the website, uh, went, did a couple of free webinars that they had, uh, and then um, Brandon Turner, the guy who runs Bigger Pockets, he, he suggested not me. He suggested uh, to go to your local RIA. He's like, okay, if you're gonna, in order to be a successful real estate investor, you have to network, you have to meet people. And I, and I told Cassie, I was like, oh man, I'm never doing this. This is never gonna happen. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I do not like talking to people, but so. Cassie convinced me to go to a local group, and that's where we stumbled upon our mentors, Ron and Angelina Harris. Okay. And then through them, we, we took a class with them, and through them, we, we have learned so many things. I mean, it's it, I, I definitely, if, if anybody's interested in real estate, I definitely recommend, or it, especially in Oklahoma City, I definitely recommend uh, reaching out to Ron and Angelina Harris. Sure. Uh, but but if, if you're interested in real estate at all, just you know, find a mentor. I mean, mentors... I mean, through our mentorship program, we, we have like, 
dodged so many bullets. Like, I can't even imagine oh, yeah. what we would have to go through uh, if we didn't have their knowledge that they shared with us. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And the cool thing about real estate is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like there are so many people that have done it and done it really well. You just and everyone's I won't say everyone, the majority of people if you take initiative and really act like you're interested and try to bring some sort of value to them, they will be more than willing to help you. So, yeah, and the community here is really great. So there's all sorts of meetups and uh, real estate associations. And Ron, again, Ron Harris has really fostered a lot of community. And so it's really nice that there are a lot of ways you can meet like-minded people that are willing to help out. That's so awesome. Just networking and finding finding your tribe, basically, is a really big thing in real estate. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, did you guys both went to college? Did you say or did we did? Yep. Okay. Yes. And what what would you say were the best things that you took from college? What from college benefited you in your life today, and what maybe was lacking in your experience going to college in the first place? Um, so, I, I'm, a, I'm a little negative about college. The whole, the whole college experience. <laughs> okay. That's uh, I'll just you know, say that up front. Uh, it uh, so. So Cassie and I actually both we, we were we were trying to become physicians, right? So so college was my college experience was very different than I guess the average, you know what they what they put on TV, right? Okay. okay. So it was, it was a lot of hard work, a lot of um, a lot of hours spent studying. Uh, not not a lot of fun. Um, so you know, and at the end of it I, I ended up not becoming a physician. That that route closed up for me at the end of college. Uh, it it was a very stressful time. I was I was lost, confused. Uh, didn't didn't make it. I decided that I wasn't gonna. I, mean, I just didn't want to try anymore. So I was like, oh, this is this is too hard. I'm uh, I essentially give up. Uh, where was I going with that? So, but but it, it did teach me. College did teach me hard work. Uh, we'll get you where you want to go. To a certain extent, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you have to be responsible for your actions. So, so if you, you know, maybe I didn't try hard enough. Maybe I didn't. Maybe that's why I wasn't successful in becoming a physician. Maybe I didn't, you know, put in enough time, enough hours to to really get to where I wanted to go. And and, and I found out, you know, that that's really what happened. I, I wasn't I wasn't fully committed to the idea of taking that career path. Sure. So. If any, if anything that's my biggest takeaway. But it's it's it has shown me that if, if you're not committed to something, it's probably not going to happen. That's fair. And then for me, my college route was a little different. I started out in a nursing program, so I did nursing first thing. Then, like he said, decided I wanted to be ambitious and I was going to be a physician and save the world. So my college was working full time as a nurse taking classes and doing both and trying to get in every club and volunteer activity that I could. Sure. So it wasn't a lot of, you know, partying and all that fun stuff that people associate with college. Right, yeah. It was very much like, okay, Saturday we'll be in the library all day kind of stuff. But it definitely taught me working hard and meeting goal setting and how important it is to actually be dedicated to your goals because if you know, it's easy to say, I'm going to get an A in this class, but until you actually put in the hours and work for it and time management, then you're not going to do it. 
So that was my first takeaway. And then from there, I ended up getting a master's degree in healthcare administration. And one of the biggest takeaways for me with that is that one of my very last classes was an entrepreneurship class. I got to take an entrepreneurship class. Oh, and okay. so that was super cool because you really had us think outside of the box and study different startups and learn all the different things about the whole entrepreneur side of everything. And it was just really, really cool because the guy who taught it actually started several of his own businesses that he had scaled and grown. And so he really encouraged us to think outside of the box. Yeah. So that was. If I took more classes like that, I would like college a little more. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> that was my last semester. So. I, so when I got out, I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much more to working. Yeah, life and working than just settling down for a nice like W two job for the rest of your life. Wow. Yeah. You know, there have been times where we're going to certain people network and we'll get into some of our groups and we'll carry around some of our people and I'll ask questions like what was the catalyst, what was the change, why become a business owner, what tipped the scales for you, what was your point, would you say that that was a catalyst for you? That was because that made me start thinking outside of the box and then I actually went to a group that was the startup OKC and it was a startup competition. So you go for a weekend and you come up with all these ideas and you pitch your ideas and you have someone that does web development and stuff like that. And so you basically go to a minimum viable product in a weekend. And so that, in a weekend? In a weekend. So it starts Friday night and ends Sunday night. And so that, being around that group of people, really just blew my mind. Well, so that's a really cool group as well, the entrepreneur group. So they have a lot of really cool like-minded people, yeah, but just being in that environment really set it off. Like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. Of course, yeah. of course. That's pretty awesome. So tell us, can you give us a day in the life for your real estate business? What's that look like for somebody that realtors, we have a little bit of an idea, and in some cases brokers, but can you tell us what it's like as investors? What's a day in the life look like in your business? So right now we're still in the very early stages of our business. So a lot of it is, right now a lot of it is still managing our tenants, um, getting contractors out when we need them, and just going over like bookkeeping, paying invoices, stuff like that. So right now I'm still working two jobs. So I'm doing real estate and I'm still doing nursing. So it's kind of in between those. Sure. But um, right now, part of my real estate business is I'm trying to network more online and build more online presence. And with our tenants, I try and touch base with them and make sure everything's going okay. We had a couple of major repairs we had to do about, I guess it's been about a week ago. So today I was emailing tenants and making sure everything's still working and going over different bills that we had last month. And so, And then as our business grows, we're going to be working more on the financial side. So working with bankers, lenders to try and get financing secure, analyzing deals, going and yeah. hopefully looking at the deals once we find them, putting in offers. Sure. So a lot of that that we're really excited to get moving. But That's a lot of moving parts. It is. Yeah. 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 And I, I still have you know, W2, W2 jobs, so Cassie's more hands-on than I am. Sure. Uh, but there's a lot of reading involved, you know, learning is, is key to anything. Of course. Uh, but deal analysis, uh, 
Definitely. I'm always listening to podcasts all the time, especially real estate podcasts. Uh, more recently, we've been venturing into uh, financial independence podcasts, and that's that's helped with real estate. Uh, I mean, a lot of those people are also real estate investors, so yes. uh, gathering knowledge from them has also helped. But, that's awesome. Yeah. So we're going to go a little bit into some of the, your favorites processes or systems in your business that help you guys take it to the next level or make it possible for you to you know move move forward. But why why start a business at all? Why become business owners when you could stay in your jobs and know that you have that security and all of that future income is coming from? Why make the jump to become a business owner at all? So that was the rich dad poor dad catalyst. Catalyst. Okay. So the biggest takeaway I got from that book, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs get out of reading that, is that at some point you're essentially trading your time for dollars. So you have a set amount of time on this earth, and every hour that you work, you're basically taking an hour of your life and trading it for money. So once that clicked and it was just kind of eye-opening that, you know, we're spending our time, we're trading our, like, hours of our life for dollars to make someone else money. So one of the big reasons of entrepreneurs, and especially for us, is that as you build up assets, you can have your assets work for you and supply money while you are not hands-on. Okay. So, with real estate, obviously, it's not completely like passive or hands off like it's, people think. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, sure. very, it's still hands on. Stock market or something like that. But sure, sure. Right, but it's still more passive than going into work and clocking in for eight hours and all of that. Because as you get these assets, they end up you have your tenant paying for the asset itself. So it's making your mortgage payment, you're getting some cash flow ideally, and then eventually that house is paid off. And so your asset will end up working for you instead of you working for money. That makes sense. So then for those who have never heard of Rich Dad or the yeah. concept of an asset, can you describe what that means to somebody who's maybe new to the term or thinks that it's something different? Yeah, so basically an asset is just something that makes you money. So it, it could be your stock portfolio. It could be, like for us, it's a rental house. Um, it could be a business that you own. So something that makes you money, where on the other end is a liability. So that could be anything that costs you money. So like your car costs you money. That's a liability. So your TV costs you money. So then if it, if it has to do with something that makes you money, could people say that their job is an asset? Or, or if, if not, why or why not? Um, I would say... Obviously, I'm not so I don't know for sure how to speak on that, but I would say generally not because an asset is generally more passive. So yeah, whereas a job, you have to if you stop working, the income stops coming. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't go to work for three weeks. You may not have money for three weeks, whereas if you have an asset that's paying you possibly, then you'll still have money whether you show up that day or not. That makes sense. So it gives you a little bit more freedom of how to spend your time and what to spend your time on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So then back inside of your business, uh, so of course our our group is called Recipes for Business. And what, what are some of... Your favorite recipes in your business that you share that you're free that you're at liberty to share with us yeah. that 
uh, help you guys scale, keep you guys sane, make sure that you can push the business forward, know that if you needed to replace yourself, you could, if somebody else can do it. What are some of those for you? I'd say goal setting is, is you know, super important. I mean, if you don't have a, if your business doesn't have a goal, you know, what are, what are you doing? Why, why are you, why are you trying to become what you're, what you're, you know, you're trying to become? I mean, you have to have even just small, small goals, you know, daily goals or weekly goals, monthly goals. Uh, uh, having a system to organize your goals and, and, and be able to, you know, be reminded of them daily. Okay. Um, something that that I think is very very powerful. Uh, I just downloaded this app called Todoist, uh, probably about a week ago, and it and I put uh, basically it's a, it's a checklist app, but I, I put you know my goals in there. I, I do my my daily uh, checklist for work. I mean it's it's great, and and it, it basically dings your phone. I mean everyone's on their phone every day all sure. the time now, so <laughs> it's like ding, you know oh you know you're looking to you know accomplish this by the end of the month, so you have to do this today. I mean, it's it's, it's great. And I can categorize, you know, either, for, I can categorize the, the checklist by work or by you know, my business or, you know, anything personal that's going on in my life. Um, it's, it's a great, great app. I, I definitely recommend it to anybody who's needing some sort of organization. Uh, sure, sure. And then as far as like actual processes for the business, this is a big thing that the mentors came in and told us that basically you're going to fail if you don't have processes. So Okay. And okay. It's, and it's true because as you scale and especially with real estate, there's so many areas that I mean these are people's homes, so if something goes wrong, it obviously very heavily impacts them. So you're open to a lot of litigation if you don't have your processes in place. And you're under a lot of regulations as well, like anti-discrimination laws and equal housing laws and stuff like that. So having processes, having an application, having a process to review the application and make sure that you're taking like the most not the most qualified tenant by your own personal advice. You're actually looking at it and going off of, you know, this is my application, this is my criteria. They either meet or they don't meet criteria. Sure. And having that, having those written processes. So that way, if there's ever a case where someone says, oh, you know, they didn't rent to me because they didn't like what I was wearing that day or something just crazy, you can say, no, look, like, here's our qualification criteria. Like, this, this, this. Of course. Very, yeah, very, very systematic. And then we also, because of our mentors, um, we have a, it's a property management software. So it, anytime we have a, yeah, anytime we have a listing, we can go ahead and put it on there. It syndicates to all the main uh, websites like Zillow, Apartments.com, stuff like that. Yeah. People can go in and apply to rent the property from our website that we have. You pay an application fee online, do maintenance requests online, go in and pay their monthly rent. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge time saver. Yeah. I can't imagine having to do that. Yeah, well, that's. That's why we decided to take it seriously because my first venture landlording was running to roommates. And so it was like, I had to remind them, like, okay. Hey, PayPal me today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. And then my first year 
of being a landlord without a state. I had this guy, Dico, living in my house, and we had no tenant screening other than he showed up and seemed, seemed legit. So, oh, like, so yeah. yeah. Like, okay. For stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's cool. <laughs> so, um, when my roommate, who basically became the on-site yeah, on-site property manager. She collected their rent and sent it to me and stuff like that. Um, once she graduated from college and moved away, then I was like, okay, now we're going to have actual strangers living in my house. Like, I'm in another state for the whole time. I can't just stop everything I'm doing to go and try to lease this property. So at that point, I had no idea what I was doing, so I hired a property manager, and that definitely... There's a reason I hire experts in their field. Sure. And so she, I mean, the time she leased my property, she had a for like two days, had qualified applicants, and me everything. And anytime we have a maintenance request, it's done. Oh, so, definitely realizing that there are limitations to our skills yeah, is another good process. Of course, of course. So then where would you, well, you touched on where you would be without <laughs> yeah. without those. I mean, if, are there, do you, do you find that as you get all of these processes in place, learn about them, learn need to implement them, are there more still? Because did you not, because you went into this business, so that you could have more freedom. Yeah. So, what's what do you think is the turning point for that? Is it is it based on a certain number of processes? Is it exactly what it is that you do, or how you handle the business? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with efficiency. So, I mean, there are people with hundreds of properties that have everything automated. But they don't really have to think about it. But as we're still in a growing phase, we'll definitely get to a point where you're going to want to outsource like bookkeeping because there are people that are really good at bookkeeping and there are people that are not. There are people that are not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And same thing with like um, listing agents and leasing agents. So as you continue to grow, it's not practical for you to spend your time listing 10 to 20 properties at a time when there are people that specialize in that. Gotcha. So there are different things like that. Like as we continue to grow in volume, that those jobs can be outsourced. That makes sense. Yeah. At this point, it still makes sense for us as we're growing to learn the processes so that way we can that's good. You want to make yeah. sure nothing slips through the cracks. Right. Yeah. They can't say that you were like, yeah, you, I mean, my bosses have never done this before. So exactly. Yeah. 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 Very true. Especially starting from the ground up, it's really important for us to actually know how to lease and how to show a property and all of that. So that way we are at the point of hire somebody. Yeah, if they're doing a good job. Yeah. That makes sense. Gotcha, gotcha. So in, in the process of becoming business owners, being business owners, knowing the difference between working your W-2 income to doing this, what new skills, there are, of course, a number of new skills, what new skills surprised you that you needed, that you learned, that um, that you just didn't know you didn't know, or that you didn't know you have, do that type of uh, my my big one is is networking, right? So I, I'd say maybe even a year ago I was I hated talking to people. Right? I mean, okay, talking to strangers would like irk me inside, you know. But but now through through real estate through our mentors they they have shown me they have essentially pushed me into talking to two people, and I and I've seen 
what it, what it can do for me and, and my business. You know, sure. Uh, what's what's a good example? We with reaching out to the mentors, right? So first was that very first meetup. I, I was I was so You tried to leave. I yeah, I, tried, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was like I, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. And Cass is like, listen, we drove all the way over here. We're already here. Yeah. Just go talk to somebody. I was like, okay, sure. So once I get talking, it's not a big deal. But just okay. the initial approach, just the hardest part. But I mean we, we found our mentors that way and then they they supercharged our our processes, our business essentially. I mean they the, the very first day of class, they gave us this, this vendor list, which is essentially a, this this list that they put together from all of their knowledge, all the people that they know of 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 yeah. uh, what would you think? Like anyone you might need in your business, so it's contractors, painters, accountants, bookkeepers. I, I mean, mean, all these people that they have yeah. already vetted, and they're they're giving this to you. It's it was amazing. I, I saw this and I was like, wow, yeah. like this. In order for me to compile a list like this would have taken years, and they're handing this to me, you know, just yes. because I went and talked to this guy at, at Starbucks or whatever. Like this is crazy. Go figure. Yeah. 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 So I mean, networking is my uh, I would recommend anybody. I mean, I know I know the younger generation. They they make a lot of fun about millennials that they're afraid to talk on the phone and everyone's you know text message culture or whatever, but. Uh, it's it's been huge for for our business just just talking to people face to face and meeting new people and you know it's it's fun I mean it's exciting you meet people you make friends yes of course uh, yeah oh, what was the question no those are, no yeah no yeah. those are new skills networking <laughs> yeah. Skill, yeah um another new skill that I thought I had that I don't is painting <laughs> All right. so our one of the properties we got we're like we're gonna fix this ourselves. Oh, that kind of painting, not art gallery. No, not art gallery. Like, like actual, like going in and oh, we're gonna, you know, pull the wallpaper, and paint, and do all this. And so that's one of the reasons we ended up with mentors is because we got this really easy project that it turned into not an easy project because, yeah. as we were <laughs> there painting one day and it was cold outside. And I don't remember the full details, but basically we came back and it was either dark outside or something. We came back when the light was on and the sun was shining and realized that our painting was absolutely terrible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like all the past six hours yeah. in the cold. Yeah. yeah. Pointless. Yeah. So we realized that um, there are a lot of. Well, your skills yeah. and hire professionals. Yeah, hire professionals. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hire yeah. people that know what they're doing because in the end, even our handyman was like, well, you guys would have called me first. Yep. <laughs> so yep. Put your ego aside. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not easy to do for yeah. business owners. No, yeah. but there are times where it's like, you know, I could pay someone to do this really well, and it will take them two hours. Or I could do it myself pretty badly and potentially have to pay someone else to do it really Later well on, yeah. and fix it. So, yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that was something we learned. So then can you, um, can you share some... You've shared a lot of tips, resources, tools, things like this, and sometimes we don't think about how the beauty of living in the age that we live in is that we have access to public libraries, yes. access to other people networking, like-minded individuals, which is a big, important, important uh, place to put.
guys see that okay? Yep. <laughs> hey guys, this is, uh, we had some technical difficulties on the live video, so we're going to continue the interview here, and I will be uploading that shortly after we're finished. So, first of all, a uh, special shout out to All About Shaw of Edmond at uh, 33rd and Broadway in Edmond for uh, being kind enough, to let, kind enough to let us use their facilities and conduct this interview. Again, I'm here with Cassie and Raphael Justice. We are talking about business, entrepreneurship, their businesses, tools and resources that they use. So, what are, uh, you were talking about the importance of using tools and resources to build your business. What, uh, how important? Yeah, so that's super important. Um, one of the biggest tools and resources we have I don't know if this made it before we had our technical difficulties, but having our network and being able to kind of throw things around as far as like ideas and uh, if we need something, just having a network of people there that are able to answer questions. That's been important, but also other resources that you generally don't think about would be like our property management software. Um, we have an electronic fax that I can just upload a PDF and fax it so I don't have to actually try to go somewhere or buy a fax machine. Yeah. So stuff like that. Um, Google voice number. So just. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's really cool because now I have a. A local number that I can use. I can text people. And it sends it to my email, transcribes it, all of that, it's and then free. Yeah. it's free and it's not my personal cell phone. So if at any point it ever gets compromised, I can just delete that number and start over. Oh, awesome. So that's been really cool, and I would say just overall, resources are huge, especially in a new business. But the personal resources or connections are really big. Of course. Yeah. Because that's open doors to new resources. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And a wealth of others. Right, yeah. yeah. So, then what would you say, um, what types of tips and advice would you give about life, entrepreneurship, real estate in general? If you, were to, if you were to just tell anybody who is maybe just trying to get into business, just trying to get into real estate, what tips and advice would you have? Um, number one tip is find mentors. Um, that's that's huge. Uh, you can learn through them. You know, they you can learn through their, you know, the heartaches that they suffer, and not to go through the same thing, right? Mentors uh, are huge. Uh, reading, 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 reading is enormous. Uh, I mean, without without learning anything new, I mean, how are you ever gonna get into it? Of course. I, I mean, that's half of the thing we've learned about real estate. We've learned through books, you know, listening to podcasts like that. Right. Yeah, um, limiting beliefs. Okay. So that's another thing. Just, especially with real estate, there's so many misconceptions that in order to invest, you know, you have to have a lot of money or you have to have whatever, great credit. You have to have this. You have to be, like, all these things have to be old and establish your job. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, course. there's so many things, and at the end of the day, it's really about drive and just hustle. So you can get into real estate as a wholesaler and not any money deal and still be able to generate revenue for yourself. So, 
We are uh, again. We're here with Cassie and Raphael uh, Justice. They were kind enough to uh, sit with us, sh- uh, share their story. So thank you guys so much for sharing your story with us. Thanks for having us. And uh, we're sorry for the thank you, and we're sorry for the technical difficulties. But I'm going to be some, doing some editing to uh, make sure that this gets in there and everything. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> so, guys, thank you for joining us here on uh, Recipes for Business and. We will see you next week. Again, if you have any questions um, for these two fine people, just uh, you can drop a message on Recipes for Business. You can leave comments on this video. You can also connect with them on Facebook or on BiggerPockets.com. And, of course, we'll be sharing this video all over the Internet anyway. Yes. <laughs> we look forward to that. Thanks, guys. You have a good one. We'll see you later. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, this is, uh, we have some technical difficulties on the live video, so we're going to continue the interview here, and I will be uploading that shortly after we're finished. So, first of all, a uh, special shout out to Alabama of Edmond at uh, 33rd and Broadway in Edmond for uh, being kind enough to let kind enough to let these facilities conduct this interview. Again, I'm here with Cassie and Raphael Justice. We are talking about business entrepreneurship services, tools and resources that they use. So what are uh, you were talking about the importance of using tools and resources to build your business? What 
how important it is. Yeah, so that's super important. Um, one of the Yeah, so maybe it's really kind of, I wouldn't say that. 